Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. So I had a question recently, um, probably just a couple days ago. Um, first of all, regarding my system, but not only that, how do you... The question basically was, how do you connect solar and a wind turbine to your system? You know, like like my system. Um, the It's actually pretty straightforward. Um, for those of you that may not have a clear picture of how you actually hook it up, let me try to explain it so that way you have a better understanding and, you know, maybe this might help you out. So, your solar panels, right, goes through a MPPT solar charge controller, okay? That gets connected. In my case, it goes into a um, DC breaker box with um, terminal bars, Okay, that's that way I can connect multiple charge controllers and multiple, um, you know, wiring and to the breakers and so forth. Um, but to kind of keep it simple, let's just say that you had your solar panels, your MPPT charge controller, and the wires going directly to the battery, right? To try to keep it as simple as possible. Now, that would be the way that you'd hook up your solar. Solar panels, MPPT charge controller, wired to the battery. Now, for your wind turbine, it's exactly the same setup, except you have to make sure that your, your charge controller can actually handle and use um, wind, right? Because the power coming out of a wind turbine is going to be different than the power coming out of your solar panels. And the reason for it is the, the voltage that comes out of a uh, wind turbine can be quite a lot. Right, and, it, and because it's wind, it'll slow down and jump up high, slow down and jump up high. But you're going to have your wind turbine, you're going to have your MPPT um, wind controller connected directly to the battery. Okay, so the way you regulate this is on the MPPT charge controllers. In my case, I have an Outback um, FlexMax 80 solar charge controller for the solar side of things. And then for the wind turbine side of things, I have a Midnight Solar 200 um, controller. That controller does actually solar, wind, hydro, and others. But I select the mode um, wind, right? Because I'm utilizing a wind turbine to connect to it. Okay. Now, here is where all the magic happens. On both of these charge controllers, they're programmable. You can change the settings. You can change the charging points, um, the float voltage, you know, all, all of that stuff. Now, that's, that's what you have to do. You have to go into the individual charge controllers and change the settings, okay? So, for your solar, you would set that up a certain way, right? Let's, let's say that you're charging, you know, it doesn't really matter, 12 volt, 24 volt, 48 volt, 60 volt, 72 volt, doesn't matter. You're going to set each individual charge controller up for that battery voltage first. And then you're going to go into the charge settings 
and actually start changing those things around. Okay, that way you can match your panels and your charge controller to your batteries. Okay, the charge controller will take the numbers that you have input, you have set, and basically it uses it as a guideline to make sure it doesn't go over and it, it works within that, that spec of the numbers that you have programmed in. Now, it's the same thing for the wind turbine. In that MPPT charge controller, I set it up. So the way I have it set up is you have to remember what type of charge controller you have, right? So mine is a 200, meaning it can actually handle 200 volts in. It, anything over 200 volts, I'm going to start, I'm going to damage my unit, right? So I have to make sure I stay below 200 volts coming in from the wind turbine. And then upwards of 80 amps can be pushed in, right? Both of them can do, both um, charge controllers can do 80 amps, the solar one and the wind turbine one. Now, on the um, wind turbine side of things, what I do is I'll set that charge controller up for the voltage of batteries that I'm charging first. And then I'll go in and I'll set the parameters of the highest um, voltage that I'm going to allow the charge controller to get up to and not go over. Okay. Now, the way you can achieve this is actually within two ways. You can achieve this by the charge settings. By changing them, you can change them from 12 volts all the way up to 72 volts or um, 200 volts or whatever it is, right? Um, you set that number lower than the maximum that the charge controller can, can handle, right? So that way you stay away from the top end. So for me, um, the max voltage from my, my wind turbine going into, you know, going into my, um, I should say going past my MPPT charge controller going to the battery that I have set is 150, okay? So it will not go over. The wind turbine itself can easily do 300 volts, okay? But I am regulating that. The char I'm utilizing the charge controller as a regulator, in a sense, to regulate the amount of voltage that I'm allowing to come in from the wind turbine. Now, I have mine set for a maximum of, I think, yeah, 150 volts max, Right, so it can fluctuate from zero and all the way up to 150 in you know seconds, right, or however long it takes for the wind turbine to spool up or spin up to get to that voltage, but it will not go over it. So, like the question I get a lot is like, how do, how do you stop that much voltage from going in? Well, because the voltage coming in to the charge controller, the charge controller is picking up that voltage and that amperage, right? And it's using the settings that you set up now to now condition it and regulate it and push it down to the battery. Now, because I have it set up where basically at 150 volts, it is at 80 amps. That's a lot of draw that the charge controller is now putting onto the wind turbine, right? So it's acting as like a heavy, it's not a, it's not a brake, right? But it's a heavy duty brake in a sense, but it's allowing power to come through, but it will not exceed it. Okay. So that has been my experience with it. I have very, very high winds where I live. And, um, let, let's say I don't have the, um, charge controller connected to the battery. Well, I mean, I have to connect it to the battery, but let's say the charge, my batteries are full. Okay, and let's say that they were 
if I was using lead acid batteries, I'm in the float mode and the wind turbine spools up. It'll easily go over. It can easily go over 200 volts, right? But because of the way I set it up, it, I'm not going to allow it to spool up to 300 volts, right? The max that it's ever going to spool up to is actually going to be 150 volts at 80 amps, which is a, a, a lot of draw on that, on that wind turbine. So the, the more amps that you, you set up on like the wind curve. So in the MPPT charge controller for the um, wind turbine side of things, you can set it up. You can step it. You can step up or step down. So you can start from, say, you know, if, if I'm using a 48-volt battery system, I can go from, you know, whatever. I can start anywhere I want, really, 40, and then, I, you know, every notch up. If you look into the wind curve, you can actually type in the numbers that you want. So at my highest in voltage is 150, and then from there, I just step it down, all the way down to the um, a little bit lower than my nominal voltage of my battery. Right, because once the wind turbine spins up enough, a little bit higher than the nominal voltage, um, it'll start putting some power in already. But it will not exceed the 150 volts. And then I do the same thing for the the amperage, right? Um, because I know there's a max amount of amperage that my charge controller can put out. I start from there and I work backwards to create my wind curve in a sense. And that's worked out very well for me. And I and from time to time, I'll change it just to experiment with things and just to see if I can, you know, crank more juice out of the system or whatever. But um, other than that, that's pretty much how you regulate the wind turbine, okay? So the, my wind turbine is th wild three-phase AC, meaning um, coming from the wind turbine, there is three wires. Those three wires come down into my power shed and it hits a bridge rectifier. It takes that wild three-phase AC and now converts it and condenses it into a usable DC power and that on the other side of that bridge rectifier is only a positive and negative now coming out so it goes from three wires AC to two wires DC positive and negative and that's what goes into the charge controller and then coming out of the charge controller you have a positive and negative going to your battery so the charge controller is acting as the regulator and also the buffer zone and it's going to condition and try to get as much power out of the power coming in from the wind turbine to put into the batteries itself, right? Now, here's another question I get. How do I stop the wind turbine from doing more power once my batteries are charged? Well, the way I have it set up is I have the solar to, I'll give you an example. If my batteries can handle 50.5 volts is the max that I can put into my lithium, my Tesla batteries, 50.5 volts is the max. Obviously, I'm not going to charge up that high because I don't want to ever charge my lithium batteries all the way to the top end. I, that's just my preference. You could do that if you want it, but my preference is not to. So the way I set my, my system up is essentially like this. The solar I have programmed in the solar charge controller to charge up to a maximum of 48.5. Okay. And then from there, it'll stop charging the batteries, okay? Because the batteries is essentially full because the numbers that I typed into it, right? Into the charge controller. And actually at 48 volts, I'm, I'm good already, right? I'm already full. To me, that 48 volts on my Tesla batteries is good. That's kind of where I want to be in a sense. So uh, once it hits 48.5, the solar kicks off and no more juice comes in from the solar. 
But here is my trick. So on the wind turbine, I actually have the charge controller set up in the charging settings to go to 49.5, okay? I'm still below 50.5, right? So on the, on the wind, it's 49.5. So when the, like in the day, let's say in the evening or whatever, my batteries are fully charged. If you look at my solar system, the solar system will be sitting idle in the afternoon, right? Because there's, I don't need any more power coming in. So there's actually zero watts coming in because the charge controller says it's full, stop putting power into the battery. And that's what it does. It's regulating that, right? So it's saying stop putting power in. But now because I have the other charge controller set up a little bit, a little bit higher voltage than my um, solar charge controller, the wind turbine can still continuously push power in, right? Now, the other thing is I have a question from time to time is, well, how do you stop your batteries from overcharging? Well, you don't have to worry about that in a sense because with the wind turbine, the wind turbine can put out a lot of power, yes. But because it fluctuates so much during the day with the wind speeds, right? Your, your wind turbine will never be able to put out enough power to fully charge your batteries by itself. That's why I have a dual system, right? I have solar and I have wind, okay? If I didn't have solar and I only relied on the one wind turbine, one wind turbine, there is no way that one wind turbine could charge all my Tesla batteries all the way up. It's just not going to happen because the wind is up and down, up and down. And then some days you have no wind, right? So on the days that it's super sunny and super windy, obviously at 50, I mean, at 48.5 volts, the solar stops charging and the wind turbine can still continuously spin because now it's in the afternoon already. The sun is going down. I am actually turning on lights in my house. TVs are turning on. The refrigerator is on. Bathroom fans. I got my um, tool batteries plugged in and charging. So now I'm at nighttime is when I'm really starting to pull the power out of the batteries. So what happens is that even if I had the highest winds possible, my, my wind turbine, because it's a short period of time, would not have enough time to push over that mark right? Because what happens is on the wind turbine charge controller, if it was to go to 49.5 volts, it would now go into like a, um, it would stop charging. And then the wind turbine would go into a free spin. And that's what I want to avoid. You don't want your, your wind turbine to free spin. Okay. Because when it free spins without a load on it is when the voltage will shoot up really high. It'll go up 300 plus volts. Easy. So that's how I'm able to stop that from happening, right? So I use solar as the workhorse to get me boosted up and, and filled up during the day. Um, and it pretty much regulates me through the whole day into the afternoon. And then by the time the sun is already setting, there's, not, there's no more sun on my panels, right? So I don't have to worry about any more sun coming in because first the charge controller stopped the power coming in already hours before then. And now the wind turbine is just, the wind turbine is trying to get it up to the 49.5 volts, but it won't be able to get there because at that point in the afternoon, everything in my house is turning on. I'm starting to pull power out of these batteries, right? So all day long, we're pumping power in, pumping power in. At night is when you really use a lot of power. During the day, I use power. Obviously, I have a regular refrigerator and stuff like that. But because there's so much power coming in between the solar and the wind turbine, it, 
you know, there is, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing really, right? At night, when you only have the charging source of the wind turbine coming in, there's no way for the wind turbine to um, fully, you know, overextend itself, I should say, okay? Because what, I'll give you an example. Two nights ago, it was really, really windy here. And I have everything on in my house. And I was sitting at 48, I think it was 48.1 or 48.3 volts, okay? Which is charged. I'm fully charged in a sense. Because I know my batteries can technically go up to 50.5, right? So to me, 48 is, I'm, I'm really good. So during the night, as much wind as come as much wind as can come through and my wind turbine can can collect that wind and that energy and pump it back into my my batteries essentially what it does is it basically kind of keeps me right where i'm at but because i'm pulling so much power from my house at night i'm slowly drawing more power out of the batteries than is that's being pushed in okay cuz remember wind turbines are not consistent right so it like, okay, I'll give you an example. The other night I seen 1800 watts coming out of the wind turbine, but that's not 1800, 1800 watts for five hours straight, exactly at 1800 watts, right? It fluctuates. It'll go from 300 to 600 to 800 to 1500 to 1800. Then, so it fluctuates within all these numbers, this, you know, this, this power that's coming in, it fluctuates a lot with the wind turbine. So it's not a constant um, hit of power, you know, if that's the best way I can um, explain. It's not constant. It is, it's constant power coming in, but it's not constant at a certain number. It is fluctuating quite a bit. So for me, what I find is the wind turbine works very well, especially when it's really windy, at basically maintaining, maintaining my fully charged batteries like it was when the sun went down. Right, so if I was at you know um, forty eight point five volts or whatever it was, um, if it's super windy, I'll basically be able to maintain that, right? But but you got to remember, the more power I'm pulling out of my, I'm using in my house. Obviously, I have to make that up on the wind turbine, and because I have a lot of things in my house that is you know pulling a lot of juice, um, there's just no way for that one wind turbine to um, you know fully get me back to fully charged. Unless it was super, super windy and I wasn't using a lot of power in my house. But even then, that wind turbine has to work really hard for a really long time at, at some really, really high winds. And we're talking not just hours, but we're talking, you know, 12, 24 plus hours to actually have to worry about that happening, right? And I'll give you an example. So two nights ago, I was seeing 1,800 watts coming out of the wind turbine, but it was fluctuating from 600 to 1,000 to 300 watts and then back up, up and down. Well, if I walk outside right now, there's no wind. So the wind turbine is not spinning right now because there's no wind. And obviously, it's nighttime right now, so there is no sun. So obviously, right now, there is no extra charging happening. Because I don't have the sun and I don't have the wind right now. So right now I'm just pulling power directly out of the battery. Right? I'm pulling that power out. I'm pulling that power out right now. Constant. Right? Because I have all my lights on, my TV on. I'm making this podcast for you guys. Everything is pulling power out. But because the, the lithium batteries are so good at storage and you know the, dense, the, the density of that energy is so 
so dense in those batteries, um, I have tons of power, tons and tons of power. So I can pull as much power out as I want tonight and I won't even make a dent in it. And then tomorrow morning when the sun comes up, it's going to be a rinse and repeat process. Tomorrow when the sun comes up, the solar panels will go online and start putting power back into the battery to start pushing me back up to my 48.5 volts. And if it's windy in the morning and off and on through the day, fine. That's all extra power that can go into the system to help me get all the way back up to where I need to be. And then in the afternoon, if it's, if, you know, when the sun goes down, if it's windy, the wind, basically that one wind turbine that I ha currently have hooked up is enough to maintain the system through the night. Okay. But if I'm using a lot of power, obviously I am pulling more power out of the batteries than it, than that's going into it. So I don't have to worry about the, the wind turbine actually going into a free spin mode because it will never get to the 49.5 volts. It's just not going to happen right now here would be a scenario where i would have to worry about that is if i had say three wind turbines connected at once if i had three wind turbines connected that is when you have now i would have to put some other measures um together in order to now prevent that from happening because now with three wind turbines i can easily pump more power going into my my battery system than i can actually consume in my house at night right or even through the day so at that point you know you have to you have to put some things in that's going to mitigate that from happening right at that point you could utilize a dump load i've utilized dump loads in the past so i could easily utilize a dump load to start pulling power out so that way I would never have to worry about my wind turbines hitting free spin, right? Now, if, if for example, the current wind turbine that I do have was putting out so much power that I had to worry about it um, not only getting me fully charged, but then the charge controller kicking off because it says it's fully charged and going into a free spin mode, then I would have to connect a dump load, right? To um, basically now convert all that extra extra power into something and you can divert the power into many things i used to di divert the power into the hot water my hot water heater uh, i used to divert the power into a heating element for my biodigester um, you can divert the extra power into a heater um, you can divert the extra power into an ac unit um, you know there's many things that you can divert this extra power into so you can use it as long as you know how to use it and how to implement it and how to install it and make it all work. And hooking up a dump load is actually very simple. Uh, I, I think I've covered this in another podcast, but if not, I'll kind of touch base on it a little bit here. Um, using a solid state relay is how you're able to utilize the dump load feature on top of the charge controller. And in both charge controllers, the wind turbine and the um, solar charge controller, they both have a dump load feature. So you can utilize either one to dump the extra load. Let's say you didn't have a wind turbine and you had, you know, enough solar coming in that your batteries are fully charged. And instead of the battery, instead of your charge controller just basically turning off or sitting idle because it's, it, it's reading that the batteries are fully charged, you could set the dump load feature up and program that to take all that extra power that would be going nowhere, go somewhere, Right. So like for me, let's say I had another, if I had the current wind turbine where it was producing more power than I was consuming in my home at night or during the day, 
or I had three extra wind turbines all connected at once and I had so much extra power coming in just from the wind turbines, then I will, to me, I would absolutely, absolutely utilize a dump load. And for me, I would dump that extra power into my hot water heater. <clears throat> so my hot water heater downstairs, I have solar hot water heating. So majority of the, pretty much 99% of the time, um, I am utilizing solar hot water heating, which is just free, free hot water. But let's say um, I want to get that water a little bit hotter or a lot of people have been taking showers and more cold water has been entering the tank and cooling off that water, that hot water that's in there and it's super windy or whatever. I could easily set up my dump load to take all the extra power from the wind turbines and dump it back into the hot water heater to reheat that water back up, right? And because I have such a big hot water heater, it, it, I could dump as much power into that hot water heater and it would be perfectly fine. I would never have to worry about the hot water heater getting too hot because the tank of water in there, because it takes a lot of power to heat water, guys, right? It does. It takes a lot of power. And so I don't have to worry about there's a It's a big, big tank, a lot of water sitting in there. I think it's like, oh man, I can't remember. It's over 100 gallons. Um, I think it's like 120, 180 I can't remember. It's it's pretty big though. So there's a lot, lot of water in there to be heated. So I can easily take all the extra power and dump it into there if I wanted to. So I do have options available, but obviously I've, you know, been playing with my system for a really long time here. So I know what works best for me. Um, but in the future, I do have my other wind turbines that I will be connecting. I have the poles. I have everything to connect them. I just need the time to put them in. And when I do do that, I will absolutely have to utilize the dump loads because I will be producing so much power at, during, you know, let's say for the evening or nighttime when there's no sun that those wind turbines can easily not only keep my batteries fully charged to the top end, but then have so much extra power that I would, I would need to put it somewhere. That way I could prevent the wind turbines from hitting free spin because that is the one thing you don't want it to do is free spin on your charge controller because if it free spins on your charge controller then you have to worry about the voltage going over what the charge controller can actually handle on the voltage even though it's not pumping no power in to the battery because it's fully charged the charge controller can only take so much volts coming in from a charging source before you're going to create a problem with that charge controller so you have to kind of know what you're doing in a sense if you're going to be doing something as complex as me where you have you know, tons of solar coming in, multiple charge controllers, you have multiple wind turbines, you have all these other things um, playing a factor in your system. You have to sit down and, and think about how things work and kind of work through them independently. Now, the other quick question before I end the pod podcast is hooking up multiple um, MPPT charge controllers to one battery. Yes, you can actually hook up many. You can hook up 20, 50 mppt charge controllers to one battery there is no limit you can hook up as many as you want and because they work independently of themselves right from each other in a sense unless you have outback system like i do you can kind of link them all together and they can all like talk to each other in a sense um let's say you didn't have that but you just hooked them all up like you say you had 10 charge controllers all it's all that the what it's doing is it's reading the voltage that's on the battery and whatever the voltage is on the battery is what it's do. It's what it's going to tell the program, tell the MPPT charge controller side of things what to do, 
right? So if the battery is voltage is lower than what you programmed it to be fully charged at, then it's going to do what it needs to do to pump that power in to get up to that voltage to be fully charged. And all of those charge controllers all work and play very well together, okay? Because it, all it's seen is the battery voltage, right? So yes, you can easily hook up multiple charge controllers. It doesn't matter if it's um, wind charge controllers or solar charge controllers. You can hook them all up to your battery, sure. But just make sure you program everything correctly. Because by you not setting up the programs correctly is where you would be in trouble. Okay? Because then you're asking for a problem. You could e you could do a couple of things. You could either overcharge your batteries or you could end up frying and burning out your charge controllers. So be careful. Make sure you, you, you sit down. You think about the process you're going to go through if you're going to be mo hooking up multiple charge controllers. Um, that's the same thing I did when I hooked up mine. That's how when, when I explained earlier how I set up the charge settings for the solar and the charge settings for the wind turbine. I sat down and I had to think about what was going to be the best way to accomplish this to prevent my wind turbine from going into free spin. Right. And that's what I've done to work for me. It may not work for you, but it does work for me. Um, so sit down, think through the process. And, um, you know, just make sure you're paying attention to what you're doing. Um, because you, if you overlook something, uh, you, you could easily, you know, burn up your expensive charge controllers. Um, they're not cheap, right? Some of, some of the ones I have are like $500 plus and the other ones are like six $700. So, and I have multiple of them. And I, I've given family members some of my other charge controllers. I've got one, two, three. I think I've given away like three um outback flexmax 80 charge controllers to my family members to help them out so they're expensive so believe me when i say don't burn them out <laughs> anyway guys i know this was a little bit longer podcast but i wanted to cover as much information as i could about multiple charge controllers how do you connect solar and wind together how, you know how does it all work now um to, so for me all of my charge controllers basically go to a bus bar or a terminal bar and then from there, I have a wire that runs to the batteries, right? So that way, my battery terminals are not congested with a bunch of wires coming from all these charge controllers, right? I can, ha I can have only one wire going from the battery up into my breaker panel section. Um, and then from there, it goes into terminal bars where I can tie multiple things in. So that's kind of how I'm able to get away with connecting so many things and having only one wire running to the actual battery. So that might be a, um, something to look into if you're trying to hook up multiple things. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys on the next one.